everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! It's Talking Boys with the Boys. Cowboys familiar. What's up? This is Talking Boys with the Boys. And we're back again with some of that Cowboys fuego. But first, a little business. Please take a minute to share and subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you find this pod. Five stars and a couple of sentences on why you love this pod would be greatly appreciated. And now, the conglomerate, the panel of homies, I'm your host, Adam Wine, along with my co-host, Mark Stradamus D, also known as the oldest son of Buckaroo Banzai and the first cousin of Spike Spiegel. And I'm Daddy88 Wilson. Andres, a.k.a. Dreezy. Our special guest. I'm Stevie J. Stevie J. PTX. Hey, hey, hell yeah, hell yeah. Hey, man, how was everyone's Thanksgiving? Besides... The boys letting us down yet again, falling to seven and four and failing to beat another AFC West team. A lot of fans got their feelings hurt on Turkey Day, guys. I am for real. Ooh, I am for real. So this is Thanksgiving right here, right there. You didn't stop. You were me all game, man. This don't make sense. Stop walking up on me, bro. This you don't make no sense. Stop walking up on me, bro. You look those noodles on me. Stop! They lost. You think? Bro, I don't, don't care about no Thanksgiving and any of that food was nasty. And the bag sleep. Your macaroni is disgusting, Maya. Your macaroni is disgusting, Maya. I thought it looked pretty good. And your turkey wasn't done. So, so, cause the cowboy Stick lost. Stick the door hair. Stick the door hair. Now you gonna hurt her feelings. Crash, crash, crash into a bitch. Just bad. <laughs> man, yeah, but I got nah, a new man. Parsons jersey, so I'm good. I got a new Parsons jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shit, a ton of news that's coming out today. So, Mark, some Cowboys news, dog. What's good, Cowboys Nation? Look good, feel good, feel good, pod good. Let's eat, baby. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Our <laughs> 73 Cowboys fell to the 5-5 five and five Raiders on Turkey Day this past week. First of all, I'm sorry, Deshaun Jackson. You are still real. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) Here's a quick message to the team-jumping, jersey-burning, cowboy-hating, ledge-standing bandwagon fans who have been on suicide watch for the past few weeks. You sure do have a pretty mouth. (laughs) No, just playing. (laughs) (laughs) Here it is. Bandwagon fans lose hope. Real fans understand the process. In fact, real fans like us here in Talking Boys with the Boys love the process. It's going to be okay, y'all. And if not, suck, 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 suck my cock. But on the other hand, you know, some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill, so make sure to watch that first step back on the bandwagon Friday morning this week, okay? It's a little slippery, mijo. Watch out. All right. On to the news. Mike McCarthy has tested positive for COVID-19. Reportedly, Quinn will take Eminem's coaching responsibilities Thursday. 
Starting right tackle Terrence Steele was placed on the reserve COVID-19 designation list. He won't play Thursday at the Saints. Cowboys strength and conditioning coordinator Harold Nash, assistant coaches Jeff Blasco, and Scott Tolzien all are also on COVID protocol and will miss the Saints game. Cowboys Woo. coaching staff is dropping like flies, y'all. For those wondering, hey, man, seriously. For those wondering, Cowboys players have had, who have missed at least the game this season while on the COVID-19 list are Bradley and I, Amari Cooper, Randy Gregory, Brandon Knight, Zach Martin, Keanu Neal, Greg Zerline, and Terrence Steele will be the eighth. Whew, that all equals to the most COVID cases in the NFL, y'all. So, man, we need to wear yeah. some masks and start cleaning some shit at the star, bro. <laughs> FYI. Nice. Hey, seriously, nice. man. The NFL's policy is they would not postpone or cancel a game or event due to COVID outbreak among coaches or players. So you got to go with what you got, guys. Looks like Cowboys DC Dan Quinn will be point person for the decision-making process during Sunday's game, according to Mike McCarthy. Now, on to some good news. We have officially started defensive tackle Neville Gallimore's 21-day practice window. An elbow injury has sidelined. Yeah, seriously, man. We need that on the horizon. An elbow injury has sidelined Gallimore all season, but his time is coming soon. Amari Cooper will return this week. C.D. Lamb will be a full participant this week in practice after missing Thursday's game against the Raiders. Lamb suffered a concussion right after, right before halftime at Kansas City last Sunday, and he's back. Tank or Demarcus Lawrence is now officially ready to go Thursday against the Saints. Mm. Tick, 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 tick. We got a little breaking news here, guys. So it looks like defensive tackle Tristan Hill is being suspended two games for throwing a mean right cross that landed on the jaw of Las Vegas Raiders guard John Stimson after Thursday. Thanksgiving Day debacle. The suspension <laughs> starts Thursday night versus the Saints. Back to you, BB. And he knocked old boy's block off, though. He definitely <laughs> he <did. showed> <laughs> yeah, Literally yeah, knocked yeah. his helmet off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, all you saw in the frame was helmet, no helmet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, all right. Well, let's get, a, uh, let's get this recap going, man. I want y'all to give me y'all's good, wrong, and ugly. All right, so ugly, the, the fucking rest. So yeah, uh, you know it's 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 only the most watched game since 1990. You know what they want to see? 28 penalties. So let's get it, man. You get a flag. You get a flag. You get a flag. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, yeah. You want you want a fumble recovery? Fuck that. You want a 30 yard run from Pollard? Hell no. You want a touchdown to Soap? Nope. We taking that too. So man, these refs. I know y'all gonna get the Anthony Brown and all them, but yeah, man. These refs, fuck them refs, man. Out of control, man. They were out of control. <laughs> hey, man, the refs definitely, dog, were ugly to me, dog. Uh, Sean Hockley and his fucking officiating crew, man. In games this season, uh, officiating the Cowboys were both losses. In those two games, the Cowboys have been caught for 20 penalties for 221 yards. Dallas now leads the league in penalties, dog, and penalty yards with 91 penalties and 816 yards. Yeah, fuck Sean Hockley and his officiating crew. Yeah. Uh, H- it? So it's H-O-C-H-U-L-Y. Dude, I, I officially know how to spell Hockey League because I saw his ass on the TV screen so many goddamn times. I never want to see that last <laughs> thing. <again. laughs> this outbreak is the big ugly to me, man. 
okay? The COVID-19 aspect of what's going on with the Cowboys, we can no longer just put it to the side and not give it the attention that it duly needs. First, it started with Amari Cooper, all right? That brought back a few little intimations of what Michael Irvin was talking about in the preseason. I, you know, a lot of people bashed him for that. There's going to be a lot of different opinions on what I'm about to say here with some things, but he was right, guys. I mean, think about what Michael Irvin said when he said, why do we lift all those weights? Why do we run all those sprints? Why do I get ready? Because I'm trying to get myself ready so that my team can depend on me so I can be there. That is the total mm-hmm. opposite of what Amari Cooper didn't do by not vaccinating, man. He didn't vaccinate and he cost quite a bit. And hey, you guys noticed something too? With those eight players that I mentioned, if you know, okay, mm-hmm. so they're not playing, so they're probably gonna be strength and conditioning. I know the protocols. I know they're not supposed to let people in the building, but let me let you in a little dirty secret about COVID. Nobody follows the protocols, guys. Nobody, Nobody. does. Nope. All right. I'm a healthcare nope. professional. I live in the world. Let me give you my day. I'll leave the house, all right? And when I get home, I have to take my clothes off before I get to the backyard where I take a bath with the hose, man. Or I come in town and take, take a shower if it's too cold. I do those things because I live in the COVID world. And what I can yep. tell you right now is they don't follow the protocols. If they were saying, well, Mark, I mean, they were COVID-19 positive. Where do you think all these players were spending their time? Huh? Strength and conditioning, right, guys? They were probably mm-hmm. with the strength and conditioning staff. And look who, where the prevalency of this outbreak is in the strength and conditioning staff. Oh, yeah. And mm. Mike McCarthy pretty much has his hand in everybody's meetings. So if Mike McCarthy's infected, oops, it's just about at a time before everybody else starts dropping. Ooh. All right? So the real ugly with what's going on didn't even come from the Raiders game. It's what's going on with the Cowboys. 97% vaccinated, huh, guys? Yeah, that seems like a lot of <laughs> bullshit to me. All right? Now, when you look at this, they mandated the coaching staff to be fully vaccinated before anybody else came in the building. It wasn't an option for them. They actually had the coaching staff vaccinated. So when you look at these guys, when you look at all of them kind of getting infected at the same time, maybe they vaccinated early, and now some of these other strains of COVID are starting to kick in, and we're starting to see some bigger outbreaks. But, hey, I'll take my tinfoil hat off because I don't know shit. I've only been in medicine for 15 years, and I've only actually <laughs> taught classes on PPE. So I'll sit down now. Oh, <laughs> hey, man, no no joke, man. These COVID strains, they're, they're becoming – they're becoming. there's more strains than, than actually hydro, man. So we <laughs> – mm. oh, I don't know, bro. I got some cousins who might differ on that one for you. <laughs> hey man, all right. Well, let me let me give y'all let me give y'all another one of my uglies, man. And we'll jump back to this game, man. But good shit on that COVID, uh, Mark, man, because a lot of people are wondering and they need to know, man. So so that's a that's some good shit on there, man. But let me let me give y'all an ugly before I jump to Steven and Andreas, man. One of my uglies was Jordan fucking Lewis. He allowed mm. 160 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Coverage on seven targets. What he was doing on that touchdown pass, man. Oh my god, don't even bring that up, man. He does the Raiders com- yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. He did it, Doc. But the Raiders converted eight third downs between six and eighteen yards. That is wildly pathetic, dog. Third and long and, and couldn't and we couldn't even ever get off the field, dog. The that da- the Dallas Cowboys gave up eight plays of twenty plus yards on Thanksgiving. And five hundred plus total yards produced zero takeaway. Only ran the ball four times in the second half, and they haven't even led them in the last nine quarters of games, bro. Ugly. Ugly. Disgusting. Hell yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that disgusting. <laughs> all right, all right Stephen, well, give us your fail, man, of the week, dog. Well, my ugly, I split what you guys said because, look, the officials were terrible. 
They were awful. Uh, but right out of the gate, the third play of the o- of the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, fifty five yard touchdown pass, first series. I mean, that had nothing to do with the refs. That was just poor in the secondary. But let me ask y'all something: Have y'all ever had someone do you wrong, do you dirty, and then smile in your face? That's no, how I, I felt. Yeah. That's how I felt when they ran that fucking promo for the officials. Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving from the officiating crew. <laughs> That's how I felt. Like they had just rubbed that shit in right in my face. And dude, oh. I swear to God, you know, we talk about they don't need more camera time. They're the refs. They're not here for the- There they are, grinning. There they are. Big, right? Man, dude, that got me hot in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner. And I had to cool off. Those are my uglies, of course, the officials. But, man, right out of the gate, before the refs even got in on the act, they hit Deshaun Jackson with the 55-yard bomb, and that's how I knew it was going to be a long end. Yeah, guys. Well, I mean, it's, it's easy to call the, the penalties the, the ugly, and I think that's going to be everyone's ugly because it was 14 penalties, 166 yards. But I'm going to say also our third down efficiency, uh, we only converted three out of 13. The Raiders outrushed us 143 to 64. Yeah. I mean, we, we basically just got out physical. Um, and that is basically starting to become a, um, a recurring theme. A our run game, our run game, which had been strong for several weeks there during our win streak, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's non existent, but it is not. No, what it's it had not been. existent, though. It's not. No, you yeah. can say non existent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. We'll call hey, it that. So, yeah. When you, when when you got the penalties, you only got us converting only three third downs and getting uh, the and the Raiders outrushing us two to one. Uh, I think the time possession was thirty nine to twenty six. I think I saw that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it just all adds up to one big bowl of ugly. Yeah, man. Hey man, <laughs> but I backdoor you with this wrong dog. You know what I'm saying? Wrong man. Running game was about to pop, man. This running game has not had any success in the last four to five weeks, dog. The last time Pollard and Zeke combined for over four uh, four yards per carry was in week six in New England. Also, the Cowboys had one carry longer than eight yards on 20 total rushing attempts, dog. Dallas with 64 total rushing yards against one of the worst rush defenses in the fucking NFL, the Raiders. That shit is horrible, (laughs) dog. That shit is horrible, man. Hey, but shout out to the homie James Espinosa, man. He said it best, man. Cowboys went three and thirteen on third down with three uh, with five three and outs. The Cowboys also had six drives of nine yards or less. That's 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 bad, dog. That's bad. But man, I'm here to tell the folks, man, you can't win fucking games in the NFL if you can't convert on third downs. And we we went from being one of the best of, on third downs to the bottom of the league in the last fucking four weeks, man. So that was my wrong, man. I really thought we were gonna turn around, man. On the, in the run game, and I thought we were going to get back on track on third down conversions, man. I'm going to take it way back with mine because uh, I noticed this week uh, we are playing Kevin White, who is buried deep down on the depth chart. And uh, in that 2015 draft, I actually had him above Amari Cooper on my draft board. And, uh, yeah, Ooh. he's a journeyman now, and he was, uh, yeah, uh, he's shoplifting out the cafeteria. So <laughs> I, I was pretty wrong on that one. But I could even take it further. Mark, I'm about to give you some material to climb me because I, I know you need it and all. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, when we traded for Amari, I, I did not like the trade. I was so mad. I was like, I thought we gave up a first-round pick for a better version of Terrence Williams. Now, bear with me. 
Oh, Amari oh. Cooper. He was known for disappearing, going weeks at a time without getting a catch. He he wasn't he wasn't uh, he didn't have great hands back then. He was known for his drops, and yes. you you kind of see the similarities where I'm going with that. Where I thought we basically traded for Terrence Williams, but my God, did he prove me wrong? And I think getting him back with fresh legs, he's about to go off this week. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. God damn it! I was it. wrong, so guys. Didn't have this okay. showed when he got traded because you and I. I was wrong about Derek Carr. I mean, I honestly straight up said I didn't think he could beat us with his arm. Uh, and, you know, I said it. I owned it. Um, but, I mean, yep. hey, man, I I, I, I got to give him some some credit, you know, 24-39, 373 and a touchdown. He, he has such good command of that offense. And don't forget, I mean, the Raiders are down players, too. It's not only us. That was missing players. You know, uh, I think they played without Waller for the whole second half, which is yeah. their number one guy. So, I mean, it, it, it sucks and it hurts. But, yeah, I'll, I'll give Derek Carr uh, all his flowers, as, as you could say. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not sitting here uh, saying, man. Yeah, I mean, I'll just give props what props is due. And, and the Raiders had a game plan. And I said this before and I said it to Mark and I said it to a couple other guys, man. But the Raiders had a game plan. Stay away. Stay away from Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Micah Parsons on, 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 on what he can do. They're like, we're going to take our bumps with Micah Parsons, but we're going to stay away from Diggs and we're going to go to them fucking bums on the other side of the field. Jordan Lewis and Smart. goddamn Anthony Brown, man. And guess what happened, mm-hmm. though? Hey, hey, hey yeah. we got to I mean, give Derek, we have to give Derek Carr his props, though, because, you know, his middle name is Dallas. He grew up a Cowboys fan and he's a Lakers fan. So that guy's a stud as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, that leads into my uh, wrong from what Andres was talking about because I did. I said the same thing. I mean, my formula to beating Derek Carr was make him press, right? You mm-hmm. had to make him press, and then he's going to do a few things. But still, at the same time, I think that kind of goes towards – because he did press, but the way they were calling the game, his pressing was helping out because he was contributing to those pass interference calls every time he sent it somewhere. He's a smart quarterback. He saw what was going on. On that third and 18 there at the end, he knew what he was going to get out of that play when he saw that head. Never fucking Anthony Brown. Just get your head around, bro. <laughs> get your head around, dude. And you're okay with everything else except for that fucking head on that last play, man. Come on, get your head around, bro. But Derek Hell Carr yes. saw that too. He didn't think that was going to be completed. He just pressed it and said, there it is. Hey, what that meme say? What that meme say? Anthony Brown's down there somewhere. Let me just throw it. <laughs> yeah, basically. As soon as that ball went in the air, we all knew where it was going and what was going to happen. Like I was like, oh, yep. Here comes the penalty, and then I was not surprised as soon as it dropped. Hey, I'll tell you, last year, whenever Tyler Biadish got put into the fire and had to play some games, I thought that that dude was going to come out and really play some good football in 2021. He's been better. He's been better here in the last three weeks or so. But, I mean, mm-hmm. in large part, man, the guy just gets pushed around. And uh, so, yeah, if we're writing some wrongs, Man, that guy either needs to get in the weight room and shape up or, uh, you know, find a little upgrade. Oh, my you know, God. You yeah. notice nobody's calling him Tyler Badass anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that nickname is earned, huh? Man. <laughs> who got, who got uh, forklifted? Uh, was that was that uh, Steel that, that Max Cosby threw across the screen? Yeah, sure was. Oh, my God. Oh, was it LC? Was that Steel or LC? No, it was a steal that, that, that fell on Dak's that? leg. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. that was steal. Man, dude, I was just like, holy crap, dude. I'm glad that didn't 
end up hurting Dak, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. That that ACL ran all over it. Yeah, but speaking of Dak, man, he was definitely one of my goods, man. He was four for four on the deep ball with throws over, what, 20 yards for 156 and a touchdown, man. Only thing is, man, for all these fucking dummies out there saying – Dak didn't he he can't elevate a team or he didn't ele- you scored 33 fucking points with a bunch of body catchers dog how is it this man elevating mm-hmm. his team and got you into overtime in a position to win dog Come yes on. sir those throws in the fourth quarter like the were those he had a couple dimes that were just like amazing like top tier elite throws and Michael Gallup he was coming down with some pretty passes so yeah, he started slow, but that fourth quarter, and uh, he just completely took over. You see, but the, the problem for it with me, Dylan, is this. I love the go-route Gallup. Go-route Gallup is a fucking masterpiece. Yes. Go-route Gallup is an 11, but slant-route Gallup is maybe a 5. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> You're right. Because it's like, dog, hey, catch the ball with your hands, bro. Don't let it hit your chest, back, back to your hands, then back to your chest. Come on, Mike, you're better than that, man. That's that's fine. Go go route Deshaun is a Simple 10 and you know slant slant round Deshaun. Actually, actually Deshaun. when you guys when you guys look at what Deshaun Jackson scored on though, that wasn't a go route down the sideline. That, that was, was a, a post route, was wasn't a, it? Yeah, well, it, he swept across the formation. Didn't he catch it coming across and then lead down the sideline? I don't think I, it was I, a post, I, I, wasn't it? I thought I thought it was a post, but it, it might have been it might have been a slam. I don't remember. I remember him, exactly. I remember him I, coming I, from I one side of the formation across the other, and then leading down the sideline, and Jay Lou was trailing. That's all I remember. Yeah, I just remember Jay Lou taking a bad angle. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just I mean everything was bad in that game, man. Our DBs, if you noticed, I mean their technique was bad. I mean everything that was going on. They were letting people cross their face. They were letting people do all sorts of things. But a real bad for that game is this. Hey, these refs, I know they suck at just basic calls, but I don't know what to expect when they're trying to ref Micah Parsons. All right? Mm. It, it, it mm. reminds me of Shaq in his prime when he first got to the Lakers and they developed the hack-a-shack system because they didn't know what to call in the post. Because if you, yeah. if you, you know, because if you had your hands on Shaq, it's really a foul. But you're like, what do you want me to do with this big motherfucker? He's leaning on me, right? And they, <laughs> Well, with Parsons, man, when he gets his first step on these offensive linemen, what I was noticing when I was watching this horrible thing again on the All-22, which I didn't really want to, but I just was focusing on Micah. He, dude, he's getting held and tripped quick and then let go. Man, he really is. There's a, there's a mm-hmm. point there where they kind of slow him for a second when he gets by for a minute, and then they kind of let go for a second. And he's get, that's why he's like a half a step slow to the quarterback. I really think he needs to take a, little, a page out of Mono Ginobili's book and act a little bit out there. You know, you somebody to start gra- flopping. Hey, exactly. Hit the yeah, flop, baby. Hey, somebody yep. grab that arm, throw that arm up. But what the fuck, man? Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of a joke, but it's not, guys. He was so – he had so much piss and vinegar – and he had so much intent to get to the quarterback that even when they were holding him, he's not going to complain about it. He's going to be a bull and run through it and be like, bitch, you can't stop me. Yes, That's I understand right. that, Micah. But we have to let them know what they're doing too, bro. So, Man, that boy Micah, hey, he wrecked again, man. That dude, hey, he, he recorded 10 pressures against the Raiders. The rest of the team combined for 12. He was a beast in overtime, too. That sack and that tackle for loss, I thought he for sure was going to be, like, you know, the thing that won it for us in overtime. But, you know, Anthony Brown. <laughs> but, you know, they do the they did D-Law the same way. You talk about always getting held. And just yep. Parsons, before Michael Parsons came along, as, in, as far as getting held and never getting the call, it just felt like 
you know, everybody complains about D-Law's lack of sacks. But, my gosh, just watch the guy, and you'll see exactly why he's not getting to the quarterback. So, oh, yeah. man, this this is nothing new when it comes to officiating against the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, man, we get, to see Tank, we get to see Tank and Micah rushing the passer at the same time. I'm ready. So ready. Well, hey, two days, I mean, baby, two days. Please, COVID, stay away. I'm ready for that. <laughs> well, the big, the big problem with the officiating in the NFL is the fact that they're, they're part-time employees. That's the big problem with the officiating. Okay, Sean, Sean I mean, Ockley is are, like are a judge- financial advisor. Yes. I mean, these guys are lawyers and judges, and, and they do all these other things that, that really pay their bills. And, I mean, I, I remember they were talking about on Dan Patrick one time. I don't even think they have benefits, man, as referees in the NFL. Like, there was a lot of stuff that they had to fight for, and it's still kind of shitty. So some of the, the, the referees that were really good at the job, I mean, you see them now Gene Steratore, now some of these other guys, Dean Blandino, and they're like, hey, was that a fuck-up, Dean? Yeah, it was a fuck-up, Joe. Okay. I love when they at least admit it. Like, whoa, I don't know what they saw there. but uh... I love it when they don't know what to say. They're like, I really don't know why he did that. <laughs> yeah, they don't really want to admit it. No, they don't, man. No, they don't, man. Because that's yeah, their guys, you know. But besides the refs and and them being a detriment to this game, man, I have a question, man. I will actually have a couple of questions, but I'm I'm gonna pose this question to you guys, man. I want you to answer this for me. This team's depth was good until it wasn't, and guys like LVE, Neil, Osa, Armstrong, and Kazi or Kazi have been almost non-existent as of late. What are y'all's thoughts on depth? who are supposed to have meaningful roles. Rightfully so, you focus on the defensive side of the ball because the depth on offense was pretty good. Those guys uh, contributed greatly. But defensive, look, you can only have so many bodies out until depth is just a bunch of backups. Depth is supposed Mm -hmm. to be a guy here, a guy there for a game or two. But think of it this way. I understand that Osa Odigizua has, has had a really good rookie year. But Mm -hmm. he was not supposed to be the starter, all right? Nope. Neville Gallimore, Brent Urban, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory. Your entire starting defensive line is out. Is out. Preach, dog. People don't understand that, man. Right. Say it again. Say that again. Brent Urban. Look, Brent Urban is a guy that hasn't been talked about enough in his presence being gone. All right. Mm -hmm. I remember everybody was talking about drafting Michael Parsons as an off-ball linebacker. It's not going to matter if you don't have a one technique who can open up the lanes for him to fill the gaps and make tackles. <laughs> Brent Urban was that guy. All right? Now, obviously, Parsons goes on the edge. But maybe we're not seeing LVE do shit or Keanu Neal take a step back after a good start to the season because you don't have a one technique. You're relying on a six-round rookie. All right, you are relying on an outcast named Carlos Watkins, who the Texans didn't want. A practice squad guy. Yeah, you're relying on these dudes instead of Tristan Hill, who was a second-round pick, Neville Gallimore, who was a third-round pick, a free agent pickup, a specialist in, the run, in, in stopping the run. You're without all of that, and I don't give a shit about Tristan Hill, really. But I'm just saying you are playing too much depth for your depth to hold up and do the job. And it's yep. the same, it's the, it's the same on the other side of the ball, man. People are not getting this, man. Yeah, I, I think our depth early on was just playing so above the expectations that it kind of like 
you know, set unreal, unrealistic expectations for the rest of the season. We were missing uh, seven starters for against, uh, I think, the Chargers, and we still found a way to win. But, you know, once you're, once you're down four of your top ten players and you're over there playing against the Chiefs and, you know, the, these great offenses, it's going to get exposed. Uh, yes. I, they were doing great early on, but you can't just expect to sustain that greatness. Uh, you know, uh, a, a depth piece here or a depth piece, a depth piece there, they're going to show out. But, you know, when you're relying on them across the board, it's just not going to work out. Yeah, and the yeah. fucked up thing about it is, is I've, I've got into it with a whole bunch of fans, uh, uh, other fans, but they they hold these 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 third string guys and fourth string guys and these guys who did fairly well here and there, man. They hold them to the same standards as they would hold Demarcus Lawrence or Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb or Randy Gregory. Those guys aren't those guys, fellas. They don't yep. get that. And so and so then when we lose, they're like, ah, oh, fucking this and that, and and they start creating these narratives and how we're sucking and then how the ship how the ship is sinking. And I just mm-hmm. don't get it. Like, be logical, fellas. Be logical. Yeah. I mean, I mean, actually, I think Steven said it. Like, I actually wish I could box up what he's what, what what he just said and play it over an intercom for so everyone could hear. <laughs> like what he said was perfect. Like, no, I mean seriously. Like, we it's not excuse. Like, people say it's excuses, but you know what? It's Even if it's excuses, it's an explanation and it's truth. Like we're without Lawrence, we're without Gregory, we're without Gallimore, we're without Urban, we're without CD, we're without Cooper. Like I just named six starters that we were without, and then people are like, "We well, still got this guy, that guy, that guy." True. How many guys do we got to be down? You know what I'm saying? But for for you to realize that we are at right now at an at a, at a disadvantage. I mean, on the offensive side of the ball. Cedric Wilson got 10 targets. In what world should Cedric Wilson lead the team in targets? Disgusting. Man, like he's a special Ford. teams guy. And in week one, he was our number four at best receiver. And now he's leading the team in targets? The, the biggest throw of the game went to Noah Brown in overtime. And Noah Brown, Noah Brown dude. <laughs> Noah Brown. Like, come on. Like, Gallup had eight targets. Don't get Mark started on Noah Brown. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm being I mean, over here I'm just Brown, like, nine targets. Gallup, eight targets. You know, which is okay. Cool. He's our three. Wilson, 10 targets. I mean, and we're supposed to win the game. Come on, yeah. man. Hey, Andres. Hey, Andres. Hey, you know yes, what sir. Noah Brown got his contract for about two years ago? You know why they re-signed Noah Brown to that, uh, you know, minor, below-average contract? It was to be a blocking, blocking I was going to say, yeah. Because I've, I've, questioned, I've questioned a lot of the times, why does he keep getting a spot? Oh, it's because he's a good blocker. All right. He's, well, they, you know, they were he, talking he, about he has, possibly converting him to tight end. <laughs> Remember yes, those days? Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so you have a guy that primarily was about your – I mean, he was, he was fighting for – we were thinking – I mean, when we did some of the cuts, I mean, hey – what do you think? Malik Turner, you think Noah Brown's going to be here? Hey, who's going to get cut? And now these guys are running primary routes in an offense that is the number one in the NFL, okay? You have Noah Brown running C.D. Lamb's routes out of the slot. Done. Next question. Not great. You that have, is a huge I mean, drop-off. I mean, dude, and then you got Cedric Wilson, who I love the production that Ced has had now, but this is recency bias with this. Cowboys Nation has to remember, this is a guy that was vying for the fourth to fifth wide receiver spot on this team. The only reason he's produced to this point is because he is Dax Laurent Robinson. Everybody remember him? Everybody remember yes. what Tony did with him? 
Yes, okay? sir. That's who that is right there. You don't Great. know Kendrick Wilson now. So what, what, what does that do, though? What does that do, Mark? Well, that does. What that does is that takes the number one DB who can shit on Cedric Wilson covering him the whole game. That puts mm. the number two DB who can shit on Noah Brown covering him the whole game. So what does that do? Oh, it frees up your defense to do a lot of different things, guys. Okay, a lot of different things. It just doesn't take your passing game out of the, out of the, out of the situation. And that's, so that's the offensive standpoint. Now, the defensive standpoint, come on, guys. In the preseason, this defense – now, remember how shitty it was last year. So we have Dan Quinn, who is a promising defensive coordinator, and a bunch of guys who he knows traits from. Not even guys that you would say are talented. You got seventh rounders, sixth rounders, different guys that he knows their traits and they've done well for him in the past. Oh yeah, hey Keanu Neal, come here. You're a safety, right? Come here, be a linebacker, bro. Come here. Everybody forgets about all those little things right there, man. Everybody, and then, so what's depth? Depth is proven talent. That's what depth is. Well, that depth can only go so deep when you don't have the ships on top of the water, you dumb shits. I mean, that's the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it goes. Quit making that's excuses. Quit well, you know, think about it, you know, what's hard, dude? It, it, it's really hard being a Cowboys fan and being on Twitter. Like I said, the last show, I've never been a Cowboys fan on Twitter. This is the first year I've been on Twitter. I've been a Cowboys fan my whole life. And I've never done this shit because I didn't want to see some of this shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> you Replace Dak? What the fuck? <laughs> like, dude, Bro. seriously? I'm like, hey, team. man, hey, we're going to take your deck on the Cooper Rush shot. What the fuck are you serious like <laughs> dude look i criticize my quarterback with the thought that he is elite okay i just criticize him because i have faith in him and i have faith in my team you get these other dumb shits they criticize him and go okay who's on the market what you're serious <laughs> you're serious oh, yeah. And two yeah. two weeks ago, two weeks ago, y'all played that game where you uh, did a flip where you named off all the possible Chiefs players if it was equivalent, mm-hmm. like yeah. like mm-hmm. if if they didn't have Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones, Flake, uh, Frank Clark, and them. Like if we mm-hmm. would have beat them without all those players, everyone would would have been. It, it doesn't count. It's still not a good win, you know. Like, but oh, because we, because no, Dylan, because Dylan. we lost, we got exposed. Bro, look, I, talk, I talked to my brother about this. So let's say we come in full power against the Saints and wax that ass by 40. Everybody's going to – oh, those same idiots that are on the ledge are going to go, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, well, they, we're, what are we, though? We were supposed to do that with all our talent. Wait, wait, so you gave – wait, wait, so you said we were supposed to beat the Raiders with third and fourth stringers, and now we're supposed to – man, get the fuck – jump off the ledge. Jump, jump. You know what they'll do? Okay. They'll, Fucking jump. They'll say Taysom Hill's not a real quarterback. Is exactly. Oh, yes. That's that's the direction yeah. everybody yeah. will go when you beat the New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill's not a real quarterback. Yeah. Then that then they shouldn't have fucking paid him like one. Next question. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That contract is crazy. Contract yeah. is weird as shit. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, uh, um, oh, oh, Sean, uh, uh, Sean Payton over there. He's got a little something. They got a little something butt buddies going on or something. I don't know what they got. <laughs> you know what, though, but he loves that dude. Scares me, dog. Hey, but before, scares me though, dog. But before we get to the Saints game, man, I got one more question I want to ask you guys, dog. Uh, <laughs> Zeke versus rest. Yes or no? And has this old line lost its physicality? Okay, so the first part of your question should we rest Zeke? You know what, man? I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say rest him. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I hate, I hate going into a game without Zeke. I hate going into a game without 21. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care what his numbers are. Zeke's just that guy that I just feel like anytime we give him the ball, man, he can just get it done. 
And but you know what? It hurts. But you know what? I think we do got to rest him because I'm 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 I was I was looking at the schedule. I want Zeke for the Washington game. I want Zeke for the Giants game. I want Zeke for the Arizona game. Those games are going to go a long way into into determining what our seed is. Can we beat the Saints without him? I think we can. I think we should. So mm-hmm. you know what? Let him rest. Let Pollard get the run. Mm-hmm. I guess to Corey Corey Clement is gonna is gonna get some some playing time. Yeah, he'll get and, some. And uh, yeah, I mean, if it means that we get a healthy Zeke for the long haul for the playoff push, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what though, Andres? Though, like I I think. You know, I'm going to approach this question actually from a different standpoint because you said physicality there, right? We're talking about Zeke. Um, our identity is kind of – we kind of lost ourselves a little bit over the past two games. I mean, I don't have the numbers right in front of us, but we have not been going forward on fourth. We have not been going forward on fourth down at all these past couple games. Now, we have talked about our limited offensive weapons there. We have. But as, at the same time, when you continuously throw the ball – when you continuously do different things to try to supplement for the run game, the physicality mm-hmm. of it isn't there. Like, let's say you try to throw a little short slant three or four yards out there because you're trying to make up for the lack of the physicality in the run game you have right now. There's no physicality going on. Nobody's being touched. It's an incomplete mm-hmm. pass. Nothing's happening. You're not, you know, you're not dumping up anybody. Next play. That's what we're missing right there. Like, sometimes you have to let them know. Now, I'm not trying to be Jason Garrett and, hey, we're going to run the ball at you, and you know we're going to yeah. do it, and then we're going to do it. To no, I'm just trying to – we, we have to get back to a little bit more of an identity and a little more physicality with this, whether it's, you know, running a jet screen and letting somebody get piled over going to the left sideline. We, I just think we're losing our identity for that end. And, yes, I would give Zeke a little bit of a rest because I really don't think that comes from him. It does, but it doesn't. I think if this, if this offensive line does what it's supposed to do, Tony mm-hmm. Pollard can can do do his job just fine, you know. Man, yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen uh I haven't seen the press pool I haven't seen pool uh stretch plays pool plays in a minute, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just it's it's weird. It's weird right now. We're we're in a real in a, in a I weird forgot what a run spot. pass option looks like. Yes, run pass option. Weird spot right now as far as the run game, man. It's 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 kind of weird, man. As far as Zeke goes, I look first of all, I hate that the Dallas Cowboys have played three Thursday night games this season. I think that's absurd. All right. Not to mention back to back Thursday. I don't know. It's just weird. None of the players like it. So with the kind of mini buy quote unquote coming up, I would give Zeke that rest. And look, we're not just talking about a guy who takes the football and pounds into the defensive line. And we're talking about the pass protector as well. Those that's where his biggest collisions really come from is in pass pro picking up a defensive lineman or a linebacker who's filling through the gap. That's exactly where his biggest collisions occur. And so I'm cool with giving him a week off before you come up against a Washington defensive line. Uh, Obviously they haven't played up to what everybody expected of them, but they still got dudes out there. So I'm perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm still perfectly fine with them giving him a little bit of rest, especially with the tail end of your schedule being nothing but division games with the exception of the Cardinals. I want Zeke healthy, so I'm good with it. I'm cool with that. 
I'm right there with you guys. I, I want to rest Zeke. And Andreas, I wish I had the confidence that you have in him because <laughs> right now, right now, I, I, I'm not really so sure about Zeke. I know it's because of the injuries and all that, but I'm seeing a lot of two yard runs. He's not he's not converting those fourth downs. He's not uh, he's not pushing the pocket like he did. We are going to miss him in pass blocking for sure. But right now, I feel really good about Tony Pollard until Zeke gets healthy. I want him for the stretch playoff run. I want him good. And I'll actually rest him up until the Arizona game. But, uh, oh, wow. yeah, I, know, yeah. Uh, I, I, just, I want him to just get right. Because it's been since the Patriots game that he's rushed for more than 50 yards. Yep. And, and, and those bru- those bruises, I know, I, know, I know it's just a bruise, but it, it takes a while to go away. And he, we're going to need him when it comes playoff time. Mark, elaborate on that knee, that knee issue real quick, man. Well, honestly, you know, with Eminem, they don't give any specifics to it. I mean, I told y'all when I saw it, I was like, he broke his shit. So, you know, to me. (laughs) It looked like um, it. (laughs) Well, you know, honestly, I think it's stemming from maybe more of a high ankle issue, standing to the knee. That's what I would think it would be more of, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't, from what I saw and what was was going on with it, he's going to have limited range of motion, but he's not, I mean, he's already lacking in explosiveness, you know, from, from that standpoint already before any knee issue before anything like that so i mean there's nothing wrong with giving him a rest i mean we're not you know we're not gonna without a healthy zeke he doesn't give us exactly what he should do in there and like steve said i mean the majority of his punishment comes from pass blocking and you can't get away from that sometimes so he's going to continue to get punishment at any given moment so you just you know get him out of there for a bit already so has this old line lost his physicality man is that a, is that another um, attribute to why the run game has not been they've, a success? They've been kind of coddled, bro. They've been kind of coddled to an extent, if you ask me. I mean, you know, they haven't had major debilitating injuries outside of Tyron Smith not being there, being there and reworking a few things. It's like, hey, are we trying not to hurt people's feelings here? You know what I would do, man? <laughs> I'd be like, hey, <laughs> hey, Dak, hey, Dak, hey, le- left guard, who do you want there, bro? Hey, Tyron, who do you want next to you? There's a novel That's fucking right. idea, isn't there? Yep, I actually yeah. love that. Yeah. I, lo- I love the shit out of that idea, man. I, Seriously, I, man. Because that's, that's the players. They're the ones on the field doing it. So who are you more comfortable with? That's right. Exactly. They're going to give lips, lip speak to the media, to the coaching staff. To you know, who, so, who, so, Dak, who do you want in front of you? The best possible player and whoever can do the job. It's like, all right, <laughs> Captain America, I got it. Now, what would you tell Zeke <laughs> in your apartment? God damn it, this motherfucker needs to get the fuck out of here. That's the guy that I want. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. I agree. Like when we when we look back early on, they were they were putting up like 250 yards on the number one rush defense in the whole entire league. So uh to see where the, where they were possibly being one of the best offensive lines, so now where they're at, one of the worst. I don't know if it's a continuity issue, maybe because they're playing musical chairs without their, you know, their offensive line coordinator while he's in COVID protocol. I don't know if that's something to do with it, but in general, they are falling off on the physicality standpoint. How many, <clears throat> how many line combinations did we see in this last game? Was it just two? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was just two, unless they changed the guards and put a different guard with a different tackle. I don't know, but I thought it was just two. You know, with that group, though, more than any group on the team, it's all about chemistry, man, with the offensive line group. I mean, the majority of the time they, you know, if if you see them or you hear them talked about in meetings, they sit together, they move together. They don't even do interviews half the damn time. So and and without any debilitating injuries, it's like I really think there's some aspects of chemistry that are going into this. And, you know, what does an offensive lineman like to do? 
go and knock the shit out of somebody. So let's get him knocking the right. shit out of somebody early. I think that's what we were trying to do against the Raiders, to be honest with you. That's where we came out and ran the ball first and kind of ran mm-hmm. it as, as like a JG offense. Like, look, there's a brick wall. Let's try to go through it. Let's try to get these guys some continuity of working together and success. And fuck, we did. Well, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Speak, speaking of speaking of uh, JG, my guy Jay Tuck was sitting there saying Jason Garrett was going to come back for interim coach for one week. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> hurt my feelings, man. He's trying to get me to kill myself. Did <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all see his brother that. got fired the day before? Yeah, Jason yeah, Garrett's a... brother got fired the day before from Lafayette College as head football coach. It was a rough Thanksgiving at the Garretts. Yeah, man. Seriously. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they well, got to I mean, they cry in their Pinot Grigio. <laughs> First world problems. Damn, I'm so upset. I can't drive the Mercedes, honey. Hey, if I can ask Mark a question. You said in your Cowboys Open in, 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 in the news that Dan Quinn was going to be of, of making the decisions. Uh, I thought I had read today that, uh, that Fossil was going to get that because I, I, wow. I thought – because the thinking with that is you let the DC stay in his lane, you let Moore do what he does, and you let the special teams guy who's done it already before, you let him kind of take control. Honestly, I kind of like that idea better because, to be honest yeah. with you, the, the head coach in game, he has to be involved in clock management. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wait a minute. Did I say I like Boston? Never mind. Um, but um, on a serious note, man, the DC, the, the the OC, they got a lot of responsibilities individually on their in their own, you know, coordinating jobs. And and a lot of coordinators just like to okay, put them in a room, let them do their job, put them in the booth. They don't want to talk to nobody. They don't want to mess with nobody. That's how a lot of coordinators on, man. Um, well, yeah. who's a uh, Jim Harbaugh was a special teams coach, wasn't he? John Harbaugh, yeah. yeah, 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 John, yeah. He was a special yeah. teams coach, man. I mean, I like that idea. If you want to put Fossil's crazy yeah. ass out there, but expect some crazy shit. Who knows? They might oh, yeah. Punt pass. Who the fuck I just want more <laughs> focusing on just purely offense, getting us on track. Just, that's that's all I want him to worry about. I, I don't want him, like, I don't look at this as his audition. Like, Agreed. that can, like, whatever. Like, I want, I want this week, Kellen Moore, to focus on the offense. Because our offense needs some work. And I know help I think- is coming. With, with Cooper and Lamb, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I think it's a very superficial way to look at it, though, guys. I think, like, if you look at it, this is a, as a Kellen Moore audition, you're probably one of those dipshits who will jump off the ledge. I think they went with Dan Quinn because he was the head coach most recently out of all yeah. of them. And he is, he is so well-respected in that building. It's just yeah. an Mike easy McCarthy, transition for him. Yeah, McCarthy, he was quoted as saying Dan Quinn stepping into his duties as uh, has always been a part of the thought process with Dan's experience. So yeah. I think I, uh, I'm pretty positive they're going with, 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 with Quinn, man. Pretty positive that it's, it's already been said. So that he's, yeah. he's, leaving, he's, going, he's leaving the booth and coming down to the sideline, as a matter yeah. of fact, man. Yeah, but speaking of, 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 of coming down out of the booth uh, to the sidelines for Thursday night football, man, let's – Go ahead and go to week 13, the Cowboys versus the Saints, man. And I what I want to do is get y'all key matchups, and I'll start with you first, Stephen. Well, it's got to be coaching. I mean, you're you're down your head coach and uh, just a shit ton of assistance, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going up against Sean Payton. Sean Payton has a history with the Dallas Cowboys, of course. And, uh, you know, 
you're kind of having to shuffle things. And I know there's going to be matchups on the field that uh, you want to look at. But, man, I, with Dan Quinn, which we assume mm-hmm. is going to be the guy taking over, and I want that experience. Coming off of uh, three losses in four games, I definitely want the guy with the experience to take over that spot. So I think it's going to be interesting that the former NFC South Super Bowl finalist coach going up against the NFC South Super Bowl winning coach of the New Orleans Saints. So I thought that that was going to be a pretty in- interesting little uh, curveball whenever they announced it. That's a nice little tidbit there. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh-oh. Well, my first one was the, the, the same exact thing, Dan Quinn versus Sean Payton. And when I first wrote that, I thought I just meant it in an offense versus defense sense, and I didn't expect it to be head coach versus head coach. But here we are. And, uh, yeah, I think – Here I think we a, are. <laughs> I, I think it's a pretty interesting chess matchup, and uh, I can't wait to see how they go at each other. Well, guys, I'm looking at, the, at, at our run defense as being a key matchup. In our recent losses, going back to the Broncos – the Broncos ran for almost 200 yards on this, two touchdowns. The Chiefs, a little less. It was like 130, I want to say, two mm-hmm. touchdowns. The Raiders, 140-something, two touchdowns. So let's can we stop allowing over 100 yards and two touchdowns on the ground? So I'm basically looking at a run defense being crucial. Uh, the Saints are going to get Mark Ingram back, and they're expected to get Kamara back. And then Taysom Hill. At quarterback, look, I'm not worried about Taysom Hill's arm. Oh, like, I hate go. to say that about. Well, I was saying I, I hate to say that about pro quarterback, but I'm not worried what he can do with his arm. I'm worried 100 we can do with his legs. Man, so man. our our run defense has three dudes that they need to worry about because all three of those guys can hurt us. You said yeah. Jalen Hurts. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> Dollar store dat. Dollar store dat. <laughs> yeah, no nah, man. Yeah. Taysom Hill can run the ball, man. I mean, we all know that, you know. And then, looks, hey, that, they're, they're, it's probably gonna look similar to what Baltimore would do, man. With with uh, yeah, exactly. As far as, as far as running with them, with them running backs and with uh, yeah. um, Lamar, you know what I'm saying? Of course, he yeah. ain't Lamar with his feet, but he can still hurt you. You know what I'm saying? He can hurt you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where getting so. D Law back is gonna help a ton. That's the edge, dog. Absolutely, yeah. Every time you see D Law, I get excited. <laughs> yes, man. sir. Well, I would like to preface what I'm about to say with a few things. Last season at this time, the Bucks were seven and five. Y'all realize that? Yep. Last yep. season at this time, the Bucks were seven and five. They got the cavalry back. They grew a little bit, and well, we all kind of saw what happened there. So, you know, just to just to give somebody, you know, some of these quote unquote fans a little bit of something there as well. I mean, on the offensive end, I worry about Alvin and the rest of the chipmunks to me. Okay. I mean, yes. I, honestly, from, from the skill set, from a skill position standpoint, it's Alvin and the Chipmunks. They do, they are getting to Ron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek back in the interior of that line. So that kind of scares me a little bit because they do have a stronger offensive line than some people realize. Okay. So I'm looking at seeing what D Law is going to do with some of those guys coming back. I mean, we, met, we touched on a few people that, that are coming back for him. Let me see. We're getting, they're getting Ramchek, they're getting to Ron Armstead, they're getting Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. And what you said, Ingram as well, Andres? Yes. Yes, he's definitely. Okay. I'll go. Okay. Okay. So, in the interior, I think I want to see Osa, man. They got a guy over there named Andres Pete. He's a guard, and he's their lowest graded guard in the past two years with a 51.2. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So I want to see what our, what our interior line can do against him. I mean, look, if D-Law is 100% ready to go, we all know the way D-Law operates. He doesn't just stay to the end. He moves around the interior, the whole defensive line. And I want to see him pick on some of these guys and pick the one that he can beat the shit out of. That's what That's I want right. to see. You know, so first matchup is going to be what our D line does against their own line because their own line. Some of these guys, hey, look, when the when the Saints fell off the table, these guys went out. Armstead, Ramchek, Kamara, they're coming back now. So mm-hmm. we're about to see something here. This ain't gonna be no walk in the park. I no, it ain't. Can do with these dudes. So it ain't, man. And like you stated, man, uh, two of those players have a pass blocking grade in the twenties, dog. So surrendering plenty of impactful pressure up the middle, man. That's that's really gonna help us, dog. Honestly, man, putting putting Micah uh, back in linebacker this week is going to help us a lot, man. I really, really, I really, really do think that, man. You know what I mean? So we, I think we're going to see we're going to see Micah get down, get down and dirty with them, with them. Uh, I guess with spying, he I, he he's going to have to be spying, dog, because them dudes are going to run, man. So I, mm-hmm. it's pick your poison, man. Especially if fucking Kamara comes back, dude. Man, I get this. I get this mental picture of like Kamara getting a pitch, and he's running full speed up the right, and then he take he takes like a little stutter and gets cleaned the fuck up for a three yard loss by number eleven. That's what I have like a vision of right there. Speaking of Kamara, this could be a bounce back game for J. Lou. Remember when he shut down Kamara back in? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. The Kamara Kamara stopper. Yeah, Hmm. yeah. They have a uh, their pass defense is number twenty two ranked. Okay, they got a few guys over there. They got what? Marshawn Latimer, Paul Senadibo, and CJ Gardner Johnson, man. I'm really interested in seeing who's going to match up with who. I think Latimer will be on Coop. I think, mm-hmm. you know, Latimer will take Coop there. And I'm not sure. I think Paul Senadibo's in the outside. I'm not sure if he or Gardner Johnson's in the slot. But I mean, we're going to have Gallup and we're going to have CD out there. So that's really what I want to see. I want to see us go back Debo, to being who we were. Yeah, Debo so uh, so the rookie's in the slot. No, I think he's, oh, he's in the slot. slot. Uh, Debo's in the okay. slot because he's a lot smaller than than Gardner Johnson. I think Gardner Johnson might be uh, staying on one side. Uh, well, maybe. well, you know, against the Bucks early in the early in the year, they ran a lot of man to man coverage underneath on Mike Evans. You know, they did a lot of things like that. So if they tried that with some of our receivers. I, they're not Mike Evans. They're quicker off the line. Please do that. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. my, mine goes right along with that. I had Amari Cooper versus Marshawn Lattimore. And uh, yeah, that mm-hmm. Amari missing two games with COVID is kind of a blessing in disguise because Amari needed to miss two games just to heal up. And uh, now that he's got fresh legs and everything, I think he's about to go off. And, you know, Marshawn Lattimore has been having a pretty good year, but Amari's his kind of weakness when it comes to receivers. Facts, man. Hey, man, the Saints are playing solid physical defense and mixing up their coverages and pressure packages in key situations such as third down in the red zone, man. So that's something that we're going to have to definitely, definitely execute on, man, in the red zone, which I don't re- – I, I, Man, we haven't even really got to the red zone like that, man. So yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what the percentage is anymore, dog. Jesus. But yeah, man, third downs have been atrocious. Uh, man, we got to start converting on that. But like I said, man, Dak's got a full clip coming, man. He's about to unload that hole. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Absolutely. And but I don't have right. a matchup statement, but I got a little statement for something that would go in this category, I guess. Keep your flags in your fucking pocket refs you fucking nerds fucking nerds dude what a bunch of nerds bro fucking nerds dog jesus jesus 
out of control, man. Hey, who is the officiating crew on Thursday night? Does anybody know? Does it even matter anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't want to see fucking hockey league again. God damn. <laughs> As right, we anybody... speak, I'm watching the Seahawks in Washington right now. These refs are throwing flags. Pi, I, I, I don't know what there's. I, I, I don't know what they're seeing, man. I don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> Does anyone know what the line was? Uh, I know we the were, Cowboys were favored. I don't. Yeah, it was. It was seven, right? Was it seven? By seven. Yeah. Yeah, it was by seven. seven. Yes. All right, because if Dallas gets the ball back and scores, that turns a lot of money the other way. Yep. A lot of money. Facts. Facts. Does anybody Don- know what the Donahue, huh? Donahue, NBA ref. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know what the line is? Line is going into Thursday night. I can look it up. I bet the refs do. I haven't. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> oh, man. Right, well, man. Y'all know what time it is, dog. Look it up real quick, man. And I, uh, but y'all know what time it is, man. Uh, it's prediction time, man. So what I want you to do is give me your prediction, your score, who wins. Tell me something crazy that's gonna happen in this game. And I'll start with you, Andres. Well, we saw the Bills put up, I think, thirty-one points on the Saints on Thanksgiving night, and uh, I think our offense, when it's at full strength, I think we're better than the Bills. So I'm gonna say we scored thirty-one also. And I'm going to say 31-13, you know, Dak throws the three touchdowns, Pollard gets the other on the ground. Solid win. Um, And I do want to see our defense just get all in Taysom's face, man. Running the ball, if he drops back to pass, just get in his pearly white teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, well, I got D-Law. D-Law comes back, gets two sacks in his return. Dallas wins 33 to 17, man. That's mm. what I'm rolling with this game, man. I think I think this is a I think these boys are going to be there with their leader, man. It's it's different when he's when he's just standing on the sideline versus when he's playing, man. His energy, his his uh his his dog, he's a dog, man. His dogness is going to come out in this game, bro. Like I said, D-Log gets two sacks in his return. Dallas wins 33 to 17. Then the rest of the team follows suit. Dak gets his weapons back. Ooh, let's go. Let's is the is the season still over if we win? <laughs> know, man. <laughs> Seriously, man. I know. I need to know if no, I need no, to they, burn all my they, shit. No, they didn't beat nobody. If we win, they didn't beat nobody. Remember? Oh man. Oh, okay. it's gonna be well. The Saints didn't have Jameis Winston. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Yeah. Real, real quick. Uh, the Cowboys are favored by five against the Saints. But uh, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I got us winning 41 to 17. I ain't worried about no Taysom Hill or nothing like that. I, we're, we get all, we're getting all our soldiers back. I think we're about to light them up. And my bold prediction, I saw they got Brett Maher over there on the sideline. So my bold prediction, somehow, some way, against the odds, I think Greg DeLeg is going to have a better game than Brett Maher. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Okay. Let's well, go. You know what? That kind of that kind of lends, lends into mine, but I'll go after Steven. Dude, I, I refuse to give Greg at all. All right. My prediction is going to be Dallas Cowboys 31 and the New Orleans Saints 24. It's still a tough place to play. I mean, they're they're in New Orleans. Yes. Yep. Still a yep. tough place. But crap, how good the season's been. They're going to show up. I mean, they're used to bad. Yeah, it's only recently that those dudes have been relevant at all. So, 
the fans in New Orleans, they're going to bring it. It's going to be tough. I think, obviously, New Orleans plans to run. I think they kind of see what you guys pointed out with uh, how the Dallas run D has lacked lately. So that might slow the game down a bit, but Dak's going to come out firing. I think he has four touchdowns and zero interceptions. He's going to flirt with 400 yards. But I think he's going to be right in the range. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's going to be right in the range that he was uh, this past week in that 370 range. So he's he's going to be approaching 400, but he's humble. So he's not going to go all the way there. Yeah. (laughs) You you know, he make a decision to check down every once in a while. Like, nah, I ain't going to do that too long. Sportsmanship. I like it. What? So what? You, what are you saying? You're saying Cooper Rush is coming into the fourth quarter to, clean, uh, to mop it up? God bless. <laughs> bringing his mop. Oh, he said he's gonna long deck him. He's gonna long <laughs> deck him. Yes, <laughs> All right, man. My prediction for the score is 34-21. Cowboys win. Um, I'm gonna say that uh, Micah gets ten pressures, two sacks, and he garners four holding calls. Okay, he garners four holding calls. Um, I think that Dan Quinn sent the video into the league, okay? If that happens, I better not get no more people in my mentions calling me delusional for saying he's in the defensive player of the year conversation. I mean, yeah, if you don't, if you don't think that, you're not really watching this kid. So, um, yeah. And my bold prediction is Greg the peg leg Zerline, as my wife likes to call it. <laughs> is gonna make everything he kicks because y'all do realize i mean i'm not this fan i don't like to be this guy but y'all know if he made that extra point we win 34 33 we didn't even talk about that so facts well if he made the extra point we don't go for two so yeah we went for two twice yeah. All right, fellas. Well, y'all know what time it is, too, man. It's it's time to jump over to the Twitter, uh, the Twitter shout out train, man. And uh, let's get busy, man. Hey, shout out to Philip Shoe, man. At PJ Shoe, all the way from Germany, man. That dude always rocks with us, man. Hey, what up, Philip? Hey, man. He says, how will the absence of McCarthy affect the performance of the team? And will Dan Quinn get the job done, or would Kellen Moore be the better fit for it? He says his prediction. We'll win 34-9. Woo! He said CD will score two touchdowns. Amari will have over 120 yards. All right, Philip, I see you. Mm. Hey, man, well, who wants to answer that, man? He says, how will the absence of McCarthy affect the performance of the team? And will Dan Quinn get the job done, or will Kellen Moore be a better fit for it? Dan Quinn getting the job done. Hey, better clock management. That's why if Eminem is not there, now I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. But maybe. I got you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Actually, but maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, uh, shout out that boy, Sir Edward James, James Espinosa, downside conglomerate. Hey, my God. Hey, Mark, he says, on a scale of one to 10, what's your confidence meter going into the Saints game? And with the same scale, your confidence meter, this team can make the NFC Championship game. And his prediction is the Cowboys win 27 to 17. Pollard goes for 100-plus two touchdowns. Mm. This is about to test my delusional fandom. I'm really – look, I have my analyst brain that I've been using and my delusional fandom brain, right, because I don't want to judge us as too negative because I'm still holding out that hope that we are this team that I know we are. So I'm going to say an eight with my confidence against the Saints. And Mm. I'm going to say – a seven reaching an eight 
for division for um, the NFC championship. Now I expect us to win the NFC East, but that's the only thing I really focus on right now. That's another thing, dumbass fans. Here, I'll break down the fourth wall. Worry about winning the division first. <laughs> <laughs> oh yep. my god, that's a novel idea, isn't it? Fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for for this game, I'm at about a nine, just because any given Sunday, if we have all our guys back uh, on offense, I think Dak is gonna do whatever he wants, and uh, I I don't feel at all scared of scared of this game. But in terms of uh, getting the number one seed, um, I'd say probably fifty fifty. A lot of people don't realize this because I got people telling me give up on the number one seed, but. All we need is Arizona to lose another game and we beat them. And I think we are either tied or number one with the Packers. And, you know, it's not that far off of a possibility. But, yeah, in in terms of NFC championship, uh, it depends on who we're going up against. You know, we might be going up against uh, Tom Brady and uh, probably Aaron Rodgers back to back. But, you know, I'm going to go with my team. I'd say I'm probably at a five with that as well. Thanks, Kurt. Steven and Andreas, same question, man. Uh, We're going into this game. I'm going to say give me me an 8.8. See what I did there? 8.8. CD? Yeah, an 8.8. And then – On the Richter? Yes, sir. And then for the NFC Championship, (laughs) um, you know what, man? Brady and the Bucks are there. They're looking good. Fournette is giving them a great running game. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, dog. Still Cowboy Killer. Uh, the Rams have shown themselves to be have a lot of weaknesses. So the Rams are whack. They're weak. Yeah, man. Um, honestly, I want to. I want to not be delusional. I want to say just a solid eight for the for the for the NFC. Just because I have so much respect for 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 Brady and Rodgers and what they can do for the game coming up Thursday. I'm a pretty solid nine. I feel pretty good about it. For the NFL, then I guess you guys do because I'm looking at the losses, and in the NFC, Arizona mm-hmm. has two, mm-hmm. Green Bay has two, Tampa Bay has three, the Ra- the Rams have three, and the Dallas Cowboys have lost one NFC game, and that is a tiebreaker. And not only that, but uh, Green Bay and Tampa Bay have both lost division games, and the Rams have lost two division games. So the Cowboys take care of business against their division and then beat the Cardinals. Obviously, the Cardinals got to lose one additional game, but if that's the case, I like where they're sitting. I I feel pretty good about it. I'm going to give that a nine, too. Ooh, fuego across the board, everybody. Okay, there you go. All right, all right. Well, let me jump back into Twitter, man. Uh, that guy Shane, Shane, twenty one oh four, man. He was on Shane. with us last week, man. It's the homie Shane, man. What's up, Shane? Sweet hey, feet. Says, yeah, sweet feet. Hey, Shane man. The Max. guy says, "Yes, sir." He says, "What's up, guys?" He says, "Thirty to fourteen, Cowboys." And both prediction is Amari and CD will both have a hundred receiving yards and a touchdown. Ew. Shame. I can see it. Dylan, you got any uh, Twitter shout outs, man? No, they all went to you this week. I think I got one more, man. Hold on, hold on. Let me find it. Uh, That boy, um, okay, here we go. Mario86, man. That boy, Mario Herrera. What's up, my guy? Always rocking. He says, Who is your choice to lead the team on on the sideline Thursday night? I think everybody here said Quinn Mario. So yeah, man, we're going with that boy Quinn. He said, um, bounce back 31 to 9, both prediction on offense, 
Gallup leads the team in receiving yards? Ooh, even with Lamb mm. and Amari back? Okay, okay, Mario. Okay. He says MG thirteen. He want he hey, he's getting he's he's coming back. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Um, defense. He says they hold the Saints to less than a hundred and fifty yards passing. Man, guess what, man? I, I can see it. I, I can see it, especially I can see yeah. that, especially with Taysom Hill, man. But yeah, fellas, man. All right, man. Well, shit, man. Hey, man. Hey, we've been on this thing for a little over an hour, fellas, man. Uh, we appreciate you coming on with us, Steven, man. Hey, you was... the man, Steven. Yeah, hell Play. yeah, dog. Good stuff. A lot of fun. Yeah, dude. If you can tell the people that don't know where they can find you, find you, dog. Hey, PTX on Twitter. And go follow that yeah, guy, yeah. man. He, he Back when yes. I had like 300 followers, he would shout me out. And then, you know, they all they all started storming in from there. So was, shout out to him he... for putting me on. He's fucking hilarious. That's <laughs> why, <laughs> bro. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. Hey, man, y'all know where to find me, dog. Adam Y, talking boys with the boys on Twitter, at Hoptaville. And for that dude that was talking shit, I won't mention your name, man. Fuck you with a hard 10-inch <laughs> dick in your all your hoes, bitch. Long down. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> hey, fuck that dude with a rubber dildo encrusted with barbed wire. Fuck that Oh, dude. my God. He, he, was, he was saying you looked hard, Adam. <laughs> I didn't understand that. Was that a, was that a compliment or what? They, I don't know what he wanted to do. He indirectly you. complimented you, man. I'd take uh-huh. it. He said looking all hard. Oh, what? <laughs> he said you had a purdy mouth. Oh man, I ain't never picked up a game controller in my life, man. Anyway, whatever. We we super conservative around here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. Hey, super conservative. I was like, man. Hey, you know what? Hey, maybe maybe I can be his source. Maybe I can be his source. Oh, he, think, he thinks I'm an insider. Anyway, man, now y'all can find me at Mark D's Corner, man, on Twitter and uh, Mark DeLeon on, on YouTube. I mean, you know, not YouTube, sorry, Facebook, shit. <laughs> um, no, man, and, and the last thing I'd like to say is this. Hey, Anthony Brown, get your fucking head around, bro, please. <laughs> you can find me at, at that boy Dreezy. Um, yeah, like I said last week, just uh, football, wrestling, music, and dumb shit. Hey, you know, there's another Dreezy on there, dog, and I like, I like added him like two or three times before I realized it wasn't you. Yeah, well, he he's not the real deal. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! He's hey, like, man. fuck you! I don't even like the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what is this? Why you keep tagging me in the Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead and come follow me on Twitter at Dylan Idiot Wilson. I'm over there getting retweeted by uh, Twitter celebrities like Stephen and them. So yeah, man, come through. <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody hey man like i said steven appreciate you coming on and rocking with us man everybody out there listening thank you for rocking with 